called? You had a dream about Mike Myers. I think it was in my. He was in my dream. The, the, Why is in Austin in Powers dream? or is in the bad guy from Halloween? Uh, no, the Austin Powers, Mike Myers. Uh... Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips. Getting you, yes, you, the game. game. Uh, coming up, we might have FA Abada. We'll get into that in a moment. But what we do have for you is a week four preview, a Thursday night football review, a look at the latest news and views from around the NFL. Well, Gavin and Ollie Hunter bringing you. The Gridiron Show. Now, the reason I say we might have F.A. Abada on the show is like a Vance McDonald stiff arm had the gut punch news this morning that F.A. Abada wasn't going to be making it into the country at the originally allotted time. Why? Because his flight was turned around 90 minutes into the flight (gasps) due to an electrical issue with the plane. (gasps) F.A. is fine. He arrives into the UK this afternoon, Thursday, as we're recording, but that was the time we're meant to be doing the interview. So we're hoping that we get it done on Friday. Wouldn't that be the worst thing? If you're on a plane (laughs) and and, and they go, sorry, guys, we, we have a problem with the plane. And we're going to have to turn around. It's an electrical thing. We should be okay. <laughs> but we've got another 90 minutes back. The um, that It would be a tense 90 minutes. There's no denying it. Luckily, planes are mechanical, not electronical. So you could rely on... No, 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 no. They're, they're run by electrics. Yeah, but the, the, air, the engines are mechanical. No, no, it's all electric now. No, it's not. You they're not the Prius of the sky. I'm telling they're you. It's still jet fuel. It's still no, no. a petrol engine. You'd Your need... problem is is navigation and stuff like that. You wouldn't have all no. of that stuff if the electronics cut out. That's all right, but... That's all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly... You wouldn't have all the autopilot and everything like that. Oh, they'd have to land in rivers and stuff. Do you think they landed on a river? Multiple rivers. Yeah. Do you remember when that plane landed on the... Was it the Hudson River? Yeah. There was a whole film about it, Sully, with Tom Hanks. Uh, what was that movie with um, Denzel Washington in? Uh, Where he was, was he drunk? Don't know whether he was drunk. Did he save everyone? Yeah, wasn't it just called like Pilot or Airplane or something? No, it wasn't called Airplane. <laughs> it was a good air- Totally <laughs> different movie. <laughs> Very different movie. Hey, I watched a, a great early 90s movie last night. Did you? I think it's great. Okay. Go Do you want to try and guess it? Was it Wayne's World? No. Was it? It wasn't a comedy, although there are comedic elements in it. So it wasn't Night at the Roxbury, which I thought was the direction you were going with no, this. No, 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 no. Uh, I think it's a great movie. Great early 90s movie yeah, with yeah, comedic yeah. elements. It, there are some funny moments. Is it The Usual Suspects? No. Great movie. Great movie. Now go on, just tell me, because we could be here for hours. The Fugitive. The Fugitive is a great movie. It's a great movie. It's. I, think... I did not kill my wife. I think it's Harrison Ford's best non-Jones Star Wars movie. Like, take the Indiana Jones and the Star Wars films out. I think it's Harrison Ford's best. It's a great shout. It is, that is a great shout. Tommy Lee Jones is in it. Brilliant. He's brilliant in it. Um, the one-armed... <laughs> the one-armed... Oh, that's so dirty. The one-armed assassin is brilliant as well. It's a really good movie. And if you take it for what it is where perhaps the um the, the 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 stunts and some of the other stuff aren't quite as good 
it is it's such a really good film. The the only bit of that film I find ludicrously unfeasible is the bit where they figure out that he's in Chicago based on the sound of the L train. They're like, that sounds like an L train. Oh, yeah. How could you tell the difference over a crappy telephone call from a payphone? Yeah, but I think I think Tommy Lee Jones kind of says, yeah, do you know what? That This is ludicrous, so I'm going to call you out on it. And then they kind of get it anyway. <laughs> and then it ends up being right. Yeah. yeah. Uh so American football, that's a thing, isn't it? Uh, something we've clearly not <laughs> talked about on the show so far. This is the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips getting you. Yes, you. In the game. game. Even if that game is Monday Night Football between Eli Manning and CJ Beathard. Um, sorry. sorry. <laughs> look, there's still a lot to like about that game. There's still a lot to love about that trip. Saquon. If you're not happy about... Sherman. If you're not happy about Beathard, then on the Thursday night, you're getting Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Touchwood. Let's not jinx it. God, that would be the worst. I might not go. We all remember when we thought we had the Sean Watson against Andrew Luck. We all remember those dark days. And do you know what? It was still a great game and a great atmosphere, and we had a great time. Really good stadium as well. I like NRG. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a weird place, but it's uh, it's a great stadium. Yeah. Uh, Shall we talk about this weekend's games? What we've got coming up. So, F.A. Abada may... What we'll probably do is put this show out. And then have a fair barter in. We'll just do a standalone with. Oh, what a with bonus! FA. Yeah, I mean he's a. It, it, it's his bye week, so there's not too much to talk about. Re the Panthers. Well, loads to talk about. Yeah, no, but I mean, for not with FA Abada. Oh, right, us, right, right. We don't need to talk about the Panthers this weekend because there are bye weeks this week. No, yeah, yeah. We don't even mention teams that are on bye, right? Well, we just did, but we won't mention any more. Well, no, we had to on for, for Abada's case. <laughs> right. Good. Glad we've cleared that up. Shall we start off? Why are you getting salty with me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I did get salty then. I was like, oh, <laughs> you really did. It's like I can't be doing with this. Muck's sake, Ollie. Uh, shall, let's start off by uh, looking back on Thursday Night Football, though. A barnstormer between the Minnesota Vikings and Los Angeles Rams. Vikings on the road. Short week. Going to the West Coast. Still no Everson Griffin. We would still wait to find out more about this um, supposed uh, serious, not supposed, he does have it, but we don't know more about it. Serious mental health issue that he's dealing with. That clearly affected the D on the weekend against the Bills. Can they have cleaned up the issues they had there against the Los Angeles Rams or will the juggernaut keep rolling? Well, I'm about to tell you. Have you heard the one about how Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins are system quarterbacks? Ha! What a matchup on Thursday night football. An absolute shootout between the Los Angeles Rams and the Minnesota Vikings. But it is the Rams that come out on top 38-31. And it's Jared Goff having a career day. 465 yards through the air. Five touchdowns. And the design on this offense is unbelievable. The fact that there were... Uh, four different players who went over 100 yards Cooper Cup obviously getting the highlight reels with 162 yards and two touchdowns but Brandon Cooks going 126 total yards Robert Woods going 101 total yards Todd Gurley 166 at 79 odd on the ground the rest through the air including a brilliant screenplay uh, there was a wonderful moment after the, the long 70-odd-yard touchdown completion where Goff put the ball 48 yards through the air to Cooper Cup where he came off the field and chest-bumped with Sean McVay. And uh, you could really see that this young, exciting Rams team, who are just going to be so much fun to watch this week, uh, there is something special going on there. But that's not the play I necessarily want to highlight, although great play design led to Cooper Cup being lined up on Anthony Barr, which was a matchup they managed to get all night long the LA Rams thanks to their play design I want to talk about Jared Goff himself there were two or three throws in this game that were just 
absolutely perfect tight window throws bullet throws rainbow throws just to the exact spot a receiver could get it their play calling and their play design plays up so perfectly particularly now they've got brandon cooks who is proving to be absolutely worth that first round pick they paid for him for what he does for the offense as a whole that would just the cooks touchdown throw was unbelievable the robert woods touchdown throw on the streak route into double coverage which was just a bullet into the only place where robert woods could have caught it absolutely unbelievable work from jared goff and from the offense they completely and utterly deserve the victory on the night uh but the vikings could have won this one as well the vikings adam thielen had a wonderful evening uh, kirk cousins made some great throws of his own uh they had a a, a missed field goal which made uh, for Ficken which meant they were still in the game late on uh, but they were unable to do it late on we did manage to get a defensive stop to end the game but you look at Kirk Cousins uh, you look at Kirk Cousins stats of the night 422 yards a franchise record for most passing yards through four games his uh, rapport with Thielen and Diggs so far already absolutely fantastic I don't think they've got anything to worry about on the offensive side of the ball I just don't understand without Everson Griffin on the defensive line and, and down the starting quarterback Trey Wayne the Vikings allowed over 500 yards of offense for the first time since 2014 back in just the fourth game of Mike Zimmer's reign and when you've got a coach who is based all around the defense that is the concern for me the Vikings need to tighten that up going forward the Rams well they probably need to tighten that up but they are the classic we're going to score one more than you a cracking Thursday night football well worth the full length watch back on NFL Game Pass right let's head back and preview the weekend action for week four hey um, Kirk Cousins right Get this, Adrian Durham, Talk Sports Adrian Durham is reading. Oh, he DM'd me yesterday. I mean, meant to message him back. About Kirk Cousins? No, no, about uh, NBA in London. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said that you might be able to help him out. Anyway, um, he uh, he sent me a, 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 an excerpt of uh, Mike Calvin's book about sportsmen. Right, okay. And in his book, there's a thing about Kirk Cousins. And it's really, really interesting. So Kirk Cousins... Uh, let me find it. He, uh, where are we? Where are we? He uh, consults with a brain coach, biochemist, kinesiologist. I can't fully see that because the, the picture doesn't doesn't stretch that far. Naturopath, fitness coach. You're just coach, assuming it. Yeah, fitness coach and a physical thera- therapist. He funds his own saliva testing, tissue rejuvenation, blood profiling, and massage therapy. He rests on a hyper hyper something hyperaric. It's not that, but hypoallergenic. Yeah, it could be that chamber and measures his heart his heart rate and breathing during sleep and REM sleep cycles. He evalu- evaluates hormonal adrenal adrenal and testosterone levels. He records something. Adrenal. Yeah, high beta scores on an a on an EEG, which measures electrical activity in the brain. He trained on a computer program that slows down films. Or restricted the screen when it sends high levels of brain activity. He analyzes left side of his brain because it controls his, his internal speech, which he seeks to control in times of stress. I mean, wow. He does all of that to maximize uh, his skill and his performance on the field. He invests in himself. And man, has it paid off in that guaranteed contract, the amount of money he's on. And if you look at him year on year, you could say 
that he's got better year on year. And I think that kind of dedication is unbelievable. Ollie, that might be up there with the most interesting things you've ever brought to the podcast. Apart from not being able to understand half the words <laughs> because i can't but, but, oh, I, I can see the entire page if you I just turn it the other way look brilliant <laughs> sorry you are a glorious but, asshole but um but all of that what i'm saying is all of that is just just brilliant isn't it to yeah. see i mean he can afford it i mean this he, is the this is the, paid off. the post tom brady era uh, that, that we're talking about. So I think people are following on from his example of treating yourself, your body and everything right. But Kirk Cousins is taking that to the nth degree and I love it. And it's great to see somebody coming into the league in the circumstances he did weirdly when Washington drafted an extra quarterback despite taking RG3 right at the top of the draft having to sit and wait for his opportunity then taking it like he did and then backing himself in the way that he did it's going to be really funny if people are listening to us have this conversation after he's just thrown four interceptions in a Thursday night tonking but we could say if he had a better O-line he wouldn't have thrown those four interceptions shall we talk about sunday yeah let's do it let's start off with the new york jets at one and two heading to the jacksonville jaguars at two and one that's because in the order that cbs have listed the games it's the first game listed uh, and that is how we'll be choosing the order this week because the six got games they don't there's not the games that carry the same weight as last week there's a couple of interesting ones in here Jags are heavily favoured. You've got Sam Darnold coming off back-to-back double interception games, going up against the best defence in the NFL for my money. Ollie. Actually, I think this is quite an interesting game because there's two teams that need a win and need performances from their quarterbacks. Sam Darnold looked a bit shaky against <laughs> against the Browns. Sorry, Will's just <laughs> Will's just got fallen on his chair. I haven't. I lowered I my lowered, chair. Sorry, you lowered your chair. It made me do a very funny jiggle. <laughs> it was a Homer Simpson batting jiggle. <laughs> it was really funny. Anyway, so Sam Darnold needs a, a, a strong performance because he kind of fell away. Stop making me laugh. He, he's now tipped it back, which was really funny. He, he fell away against the Browns. Blake Bortles has looked... He looked insipid against the The problem Titans. is the Browns' defence is really, really, really good. Exactly. And Sam Darnold is lo- learning and growing, and, and I like what I've seen so far overall, but it's going to take some time. I'm glad that we're accepting that. They've got a decent run game. Isaiah Crowell had a really good game last week, and I, I Bilal Powell is a good change of pace, good second option for them. But against that Jags D-line, I think they're going to have to end up throwing the ball more. And when they throw the ball, they are going to be prone to inceptions against those brilliant corners, those excellent safeties to Sean Gibson et al. Um, I yeah, I I can't see the Jags offense being so poor that they stuff this one up. I'm taking the Jags. Yeah, I'm. Are we doing Margaret Iron Pickums while we're while yeah, we're chatting? We could do that. That's a good idea. Uh, oh, Jets at oh. home. Is, is it Jags at home or Jets at home? It's I don't think it makes the Jags difference, at home actually because the Jags were dreadful against the Titans. Although the Titans seem to have a bit of an Indian sign over the Jags. In recent years, I will take the Jags bounce back performance. I love the defense. If uh, if Lonnie, Leonard Fournette's back, definitely the Jags. Now the Cincinnati Bengals go to face the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, the Falcons uh, have coming off that 
Tough, tough loss to the New Orleans Saints have slipped to one and two. The Bengals sit at two and one after losing last weekend. Uh, Joe Mixon is still not expected to return and still they're leading Russia despite the fact that he's only made the one and a half appearances essentially. But the Falcons losing both Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen are left particularly weak down the middle of the field considering the cover three system that Dan Quinn loves so much so they're left with Keith Tandy and Demonte Casey I wouldn't even be that surprised to see Casey drop into the free safety role and uh but the problem is I, I'd say they could do that and then actually have Dayon Jones play as a strong safety but he's also done for the season as is Andre, Andy Levitre on their offensive line they have had so many issues from an uh a, injury standpoint from key positions for them that you think the Bengals are going to be able to put up some points in this game however Calvin Ridley Matt Ryan everything that they offer on that side of the ball I'm fancying the Falcons to win a shootout I think it will be a shootout the the Bengals defense is really good but that offensive for the Atlantic Falcon Atlantic Atlanta Falcon the Atlantic Falcons the Atlanta Falcons is really good (laughs) Julio is still making plays but not getting touchdowns. Calvin Ridley's, Ridley's stealing his touchdowns. A player I really like and I think has had a really good start to the, the year and has been prolific down the middle for the Cincinnati Bengals is Tyler Boyd. And I think he'll have another monster game, probably a couple Get of... Get him th- deep against some no-name safety. Exactly. They've had to rotate in... And then they will be forced to go and trade for Earl Thomas and we'll get a nice sexy storyline for next week. I know they don't have much of a rushing game, the Bengals, without Joe Mixon. But if AJ Green is active, I'm taking the Bengals. And is that, that your be... laptop making that much yeah, noise? Yeah, I don't know why it's making that noise. I thought MacBooks were meant to be good. There you go, I've put it away. It's fine, it's just I can hear it real loud. But I don't know why it's really loud. I will be changing my pick if AJ Green isn't fully active i mean he'll be active but i'm taking the bengals against the falcons the philadelphia eagles travel to tennessee to take on the titans the eagles at two both teams at two and one as it currently stands uh the eagles still four point favorites despite being on the road kevin byard for the titans was an absolute beast last week and their new improved secondary has uh, with malcolm butler et al has really already started to uh, bed in really well there um i think considering you saw carson wentz take a little while to to get himself warmed up last week and that the titans if the titans had some really good edge rush like just one absolutely outstanding player. There's players there I like. I like Daquan Jones. I like Jarrell Casey up the middle. I think Brian Arakpo can be that when he's at his best. But if they had just a really dominant pass rusher, I would hand this game to the Titans because I think they'll be able to knock Wentz off his perch and he, he will struggle. I think this is going to end up being a much tighter game than many will expect based on paper. And do you know what? I'm going to take the Titans for an upset. I, I, I like that. I like that. Are you, you worried? Like I like that. I like. Uh, I like that. Are you worried about Wentz in any way and, and no. the synergy with that offense, or do you just think no. it first go back and it won't take time to to reconnect? Who have they got after this week? So they're at the Titans. Uh, they're at the Titans this weekend, which is a, what, a what tough are road next game. Si- next six fixtures. Oh, <laughs> going full Brazil. Uh, they go then. Uh, they're home to the t- Vikings. It's not an easy game. They go to the Giants. Home to the Panthers. To the Jags. It's not an easy run. Next four. Oh, uh, they could get to mid-season. 
500 or less. Could the reigning Super Bowl champs not be going back to the playoffs this season? Is Ajayi going to be out? I don't know. He's still suffering with that little back issue that he picked up a couple of weeks ago. But Smallwood looked all right when he came came in last week. He he trained this week, but he was running at the side of the field. He wasn't taking contact. So that could be a, again. He's, a Sunday he's had a step decision. forwards, but. Not a huge, not a leap. He's not going leaps and bounds. Yeah, I do. I fancy Matt Vrabel. I like Dean Pease has really got that offense doing some interesting stuff, offering some really. They play like a a, a cover two system, but it's not really standard. Just two safeties deep, two corners up pressed. They like rotate the an extra corner in at safety, p- pushing Vaccaro up into linebacker. They do. and when you get those kind of looks, that's exactly the sort of thing that. The Eagles' offense is supposedly designed to sniff out with um, what they do with moving backs out of the backfield, with using the fullback, with using the tight ends, all that kind of stuff. But if they can disguise their coverages, I think Wentz will have a really tough day. I Yeah, I'm taking the Titans. I'm doing it. The, the Titans' defense is great. I really like their defense. And the Eagles struggled on the road. Yeah, I'll take the Titans as well. Uh, the first ever gridiron show game on tour was the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. This weekend, the Texans go to the Colts. 0-3, 1-2, the Colts are. They're the tiny, tiny favourites in this one. They don't even get the three points that a home team gets in a coin flip game normally. Uh, this is a case of two kind of quarterbacks with the potential to be top ten, if not top five guys, both kind of stumbling early in the season, coming off the back of those injuries. Yeah, Andrew Luck hasn't done anything magical yet anything that we saw a couple of years ago he had something like four and a half yards an attempt last week like there's i thought two weeks ago luck was really good but there's got to be a point where you look at it and say okay there's dink and dunk and there's and there's doing clever things and then there is then there's hiding deficiencies i don't buy into the whole thing about the hail mary being a problem because that was a 60, 70 yard ball in the air. Yeah, me too. Like, actually, <laughs> even a fully fit Andrew Luck, there's an argument that Jacoby Brissett would have had a better chance getting that ball into the end zone because Luck's never been a, you know, absolutely hurl it down the field and high point the ball, which is the best way to do a Hail Mary. I, yeah, I, I didn't buy into that necessarily, but it's going to be about, I think, which defense here stops. The opposition calls back. We finally saw J.J. Watt looking like J.J. Watt last week, yeah. which was nice. But then, you know, you've got the J.J. Watt of Eastern Europe, Margus Hunt, on the other side of the ball. He's been playing brilliantly, Margus Hunt. And um, the Texans' line is great. You've got Jadavian Clowney in there and Whitney Merciless and the more big play stars on that defense than the Colts. But the Colts' defense has been playing really well. Colts at home against the travelling Texans. The Texans really need a win. Do you know what? I might take the Texans. I, I like Will Fuller, V. <laughs> <laughs> I like Will Fuller, V. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best catches of the ball in the NFL. I'm going to take the Texans. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it's the quarter pole weekend, of course, <laughs> this weekend. Um, it is amazing that as the league gets to this point, it's hitting all-time highs in completions versus 2016 was the last time. A completion percentage at an all-time high. 
more touchdown passes at this stage of the season than ever before and a higher passer rating. Quarterbacks are absolutely killing it. So it's funny we're talking about a game with two quarterbacks we're concerned about here. I am going to take the... I'm going to take the Colts at home. I'm going to take the Colts at home. You're going to go with the... the, the bounce back. The line. Bit of a bounce back, but it's real coin flippy. Right, the next game is the Dolphins uh, at the New England Patriots. And... I don't want to talk about this game. Well, there's a couple of things we should mention before we don't talk about this game. I don't want to talk is about Is that the Patriots have placed Rex Burkhead and Jawan Bentley on IR overnight. Oh, yeah, I do want to talk about it. Uh, Jawan Bentley, who we both were impressed with, the fifth-round pick uh, in the game last weekend against the Lions, one of the rare actual playmakers they had on defence, and one guy, the fastest guy on a defence, which is struggling with being very slow. Uh, and then Rex Burkhead, who suffered a, n- a neck injury in that game with the Lions, uh, will Will, uh, will be put on IR as well. So uh, they've gone from a run game which had a lot of different pieces to suddenly one that's got just James White and Sony Michelle. In theory, could be a really good backfield, but that is a potential problem. However, as Ollie alludes to, we're not going to talk about this game. If you don't listen to the Gridiron College Football Podcast, what are you doing with your life? Gridiron ESPN Player College Football Podcast. It's a really long but what, title. yeah, I mean, that but shouldn't put you off listening no, no, to no, 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 no. Simon Clancy and Matt Sherry bringing you your weekly college fix on a Wednesday. And uh, considering we've got our resident New England Patriots fan and our resident Miami Dolphins fan doing a podcast together, we got them to record a little preview head to head for Dolphins Pats. So, Matt, Sunday night, it is the meeting, and we have two of these every year the meeting of our two uh, teams, the teams that we've supported for many years. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, a long suffering Miami Dolphins fan. You are a glory hunting. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> You're a New England Patriots fan. Um, this feels slightly different. I mean, the Dolphins 3 0, the Patriots 1 and 2, back to back defeats. It is in Foxborough where the Dolphins haven't won since the Wildcat game of 2008. But if Miami wins this game, they go three and a half games ahead of New England in the AFC East race. It is very early and New England have struggled perennially in the early parts of the season, almost using the early weeks as an extension of the preseason. Defeats, if you're a fan of, if you're a non-New England fan, defeats kind of feel like they only matter if they happen in November, I think. Uh, And at this point, you know, two defeats is interesting, especially given the position that the Patriots are in with the disagreements, shall we say, between between, um, Belichick and Brady. This is a very, very important game for both teams, isn't it, moving forwards? Huge. I mean, I think it's the defining game of both teams' seasons. The the question I'm wrestling myself with myself at the moment with New England is, was it a situation? So they they have these games, they lose games early in the season, like the Jaguars game. They almost always bounce back the next week and play really well. I can think of they've lost two in a row a couple of years ago, but the second game was a dodgy field goal against the Ravens that probably missed. In Baltimore, tough game down to the wire. That was when the Ravens were kind of perennial Super Bowl team. But it was it wasn't a a beatdown against a team who I'm not sure is actually that good. But the huge caveat is no coach in the NFL knows New England outside of that building better than Matt Patricia. And it did feel like maybe the perfect storm of going against a guy who had a great game plan for a team he knows unbelievably well. And I think we get the answer to whether that's the problem 
or whether it's some of this off-field stuff combined with, frankly, a lack of talent that compared to previous years. I think we get the answer on Sunday night, and it's going to be fascinating to see the answer. I've said to you, Simon, I wouldn't be surprised if the run was over before this season. I kind of had that feeling. Um, I still wouldn't be. I still lean 70-30 in favour of they'll pull everything together, they'll probably make a couple of trades to get some speed on defence, and they'll be fine, and they'll be right there in in January, February. But if they lose Sunday night, all bets are off for me. And also, all bets are off because Miami will have a 3.5 game lead, which even four games into a season is significant. So... It's a defining game for both teams. And you can speak on the Dolphins, but my I've watched a bit of them as well. And my view is that they've been impressive, but I'm not convinced that they're ready for this spot on Sunday and we'll find out if they are. I, I think what's interesting for the Dolphins is that speed on offence, uh, they match up very well with your deficiencies. They always have matched up well with your deficiencies. Uh, and actually, during this period of Patriot dominance, the Dolphins have always played them tightly off and the series has been split one apiece. Um, this team and this quarterback need a defining win. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill, it was interesting to see Peter King list Ryan Tannehill in his top five MVP candidates uh, in his Monday morning quarterback column or his football morning in America column as it is now for NBC uh, and Did Tannehill really? has played him yeah he was fifth God, I don't um, say that. And, and he he has played very well um, his completion percentage is very high his quarterback rating is something ridiculous like 133.5 for this season what, what he's doing very very well is that when he's in the pocket in that sort of 15 in that plus 15 yard area Almost everything has been completed. He is accurate. He is throwing the ball on time, uh, with touch, with poise. His touchdown to Kenny Stills in the back of the end zone last week was a, a, a thing of beauty. I think the Dolphins' speed on offense, notably Kenny Stills, who runs a 4-4, Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson, who are 4-3 guys. Kenyon Drake is a 4-4 guy. Mike Jasicki, the fastest tight end in the draft, a 4-6. Those are areas of concern, I think, for New England. I think the key for Miami defensively, Rashad Jones, who missed the game at the weekend, has to be healthy um, because what they did was that instead of bringing Maurice Smith up to play safety just to, to take Jones's spot, they actually moved three positions instead of one. So Minka Fitzpatrick went to free safety, played very well. Um, Tory McTyre came in at uh, cornerback and they moved Bobby McCain from boundary cornerback into nickel where he played previously the, the previous three seasons. And, and it felt like early on there was a bit of upset. Tim McDonald was supposed to, TJ McDonald was supposed to take control with some calls and they missed some calls. The health of the defensive line is an issue as well. Andre Branch is out. William Hayes, obviously the devastating news yesterday that he's torn an ACL is out for the season. That They will be key factors in whether or not the Dolphins can shut down and get to Tom Brady. But in Cameron Wake and Robert Quinn, they've got two pass rushers who start the season very, very well indeed. Quinn especially has been a, a, a revelation back in a system that suits him very well. And the Dolphins secondary is really, really good. You know, there are McDonald is a bad angle taker but is playing more box safety Minka Fitzpatrick has been terrific on the nickel and in, it, it, McCain has played very well and in Xavier Howard they now have one of the elite cornerbacks in the NFL it will be a test for the Dolphins if they come out and are 4-0 after Sunday I will be a believer in this team and in this 
system and in everything that Adam Gaze is, is trying to do. It feels like it's the time for change, but whether or not Miami can get past the fact that it is New England, in New England, we are 3-0 and and this would be a defining win for us remains to be seen. And I'm not yet convinced that they have the stones to do it, but this looks a very different team mentally. Yeah, that's uh, that's the worry that, from a period's perspective. That's the thing that worries me most is is I'm not sure from from purely X's and O's stuff that the Dolphins have played well enough to be three and O. But the fact that they are three and O at this because that you could say that about every team early in the season, apart from the Rams, who I think have looked incredible. Um, but I think the fact that you win games in that fashion is is the biggest thing that any team can have, particularly early on in the season. And and that would be the worrying part for me. And I'm just not convinced how much the Patriots players have bought in. So we're going to find that out on Sunday. I'm not sure the cupboards as bare as people are suggesting in terms of talent for the Patriots, but I think they've got a couple of fatal flaws that need addressing. The main one being speed on defense, because I think that the offense will be fine when Edelman's back after this game. And I think Josh Gordon, he's, we love Josh Gordon, Simon. I mean, obviously... Yeah, I, I don't know where you sit in terms of wanting them too great for the Patriots, but we we both love the talent. We love we love the story and the idea of him being good. But even if he can just divert some attention down the field, he would make a big difference to this offense right now because they've not got any other guy who opposing defenses fear. And and I think if Gordon plays in this game, look for New England to try and get him involved early, as much as as anything, just to tell the Dolphins he's there and that they're willing to throw him the ball and then maybe that opens things up for Gronkowski and James White a little bit. But I think it's going to be a fascinating game because I agree with you that Miami is not really a great matchup for New England, particularly on the side of the ball I'm most worried about, which is which is the defence. I do think the defence improves significantly if Trey Flowers is healthy. I think he's one of the best two players on that defence. And actually, I think he's close to being the most underrated player in the NFL. He's awesome. But he had a concussion, not sure where that lands. So it's going to be a fascinating one. I'm really, really intrigued by it. Um, And I hope the Patriots win, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. Quick prediction. Just very quick prediction. I think it'll be a close game. I I, I think the Patriots win win 27-24. But I think that's more of a pick with my heart than my head as well. I think it will be 19-13 to somebody. Matt Sherry, Simon Clancy, Ollie, the listeners have heard what they have to say. Who are you taking? I think the, although the Dolphins do well against the Pats traditionally, sometimes they'll they'll take... Tends to be at home though, not Yeah, it does. I'm going to take the, the Pats in this game. I'm... <laughs> I don't think the Dolphins could be 4-0. It's just, it, it would be impossible. I'm probably taking the Pats as well, but... There's a little bit of me that wants to take the Dolphins because even though they've been weird so far this year, the one thing they've got is a lot of speed. They drafted yeah. speed. They brought, like, in Gazicki, in the defence players, they brought in basically all fast players this offseason now, but Wilson obviously counts for that as well. And Jakeem Grant, Grant yeah. and... Kenyon Drake, if he plays, has got speed. The Patriots are crazy slow on defense. So if there is an opportunity for the Dolphins to go into Foxborough and win a game, it's this weekend. Go on, do it. Can't see the Patriots at one and three. Go on, do it. Go on. Couldn't happen, could it? Do it. Go on, take it. What would Simon Clancy think of me? Just do it. 
I'm taking the Miami Dolphins. He took the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins. It's happening. <laughs> That's peer pressure. It's guaranteed over. that the Patriots are going to absolutely batter them now. One batter game that should absolutely be a battering, but after last weekend, who even knows anymore? Is the Buffalo Bills going to Green Bay to face the 1-1-1 one, one, and one Packers? They are 10-point favourites in this game, Ollie. Surely <laughs> they're not going to pap the bed. I'm not going to talk about the Bills... Uh, losing ever again, I don't think. Last uh, week, last week I said they would double. Uh, the, the Vikings would double the spread of sixteen points. They would lose by thirty-two points. How wrong was I? Do you know who uh, Buffalo's leading rusher is? Uh, is it Josh Allen? It's Josh Allen with ninety-seven yards off twenty-two attempts and two touchdowns. Wow. I oh. don't think the I don't think the Bills can do it again. I think it's going to be a close game, maybe a one-score game. I think the you're the, not going to have a crazy situation like you, sorry, <laughs> bad choice of words. You're not going to have a, a ridiculous situation like you had with the Vikings this past weekend with their defence. I think, I really like Jair Alexander. He's really impressed me through yep. the first few weeks. I, I The Packers defence, is. I'm warming to them. What do you think of Brashad Breland? Because he's come in off the... So Devon off the, House gone on yeah, IR? Devon House on IR, who I think was actually a bit of a weak link. Um, I, think Breland, come in. I think Breland might be an upgrade on Devon House. I think so as well. He, he had the, There was a reason, because he got offered a massive contract, didn't he? And then injury issues yeah. led the, to them to cancel the contract. And I'm going to remember, for the life of me, who it was that, that he had that with. Uh, who was... It was Washington. Was it Washington? He was, he, he was drafted by Washington. No, yeah, and then his he had a twenty four million three year contract with the Panthers. That was it. And then they it was uh, concussion, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, concussion issues. No, it, knee knee issues. It was a heel. Jeez, uh, failed physical. I'm all over the shop. You are. Re- you really are. I must so, have been thinking about someone else. Interesting that he's getting back into the league so long after that. I think it could end up being very astute, and I'm a big fan of it. I quite like it. I think the defense has been has been poor. A very poor. It was it was porous and poor against Washington. Not great against the Vikings. Although we should have won that game, um, didn't because of the ridiculous uh, Clay Matthews hit. Uh, I'm I'm taking the I'm I'm taking the Packers. If you I, mention that again, by the way, I'm just going to cut you off. That's fine. I'm taking the Packers. The rest of the team needs to step up. I know they mentioned it on around the NFL. Did they? I haven't listened. To yeah, it. they've mentioned it on around the NFL. Rogers is is dragging this team with his gammy leg across <laughs> into each and every game. And when Randall Cobb is is dropping balls last week and uh, Lance Kendricks as well, and it, they're not getting anything. Yeah, thanks. Stop swearing, please, Ollie. <laughs> and they're not getting anything going on the ground. The O-line is is not looking great. And the defence, as I said, porous. They need, all of them need to step up and realise what, Aaron Rodgers is putting himself through just to even be on the field. Come on, Green Bay. I think the Packers win. Uh, the Bucks go to the Bears, both teams at 2-1. and one. Uh, one quarterback playing well above our expectations, the other playing... Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has over double the yards of Mitchell Trubisky this season already. Fitzpatrick, the first quarterback to throw for 400 yards in three consecutive games, 1,230 yards he's got for 11 touchdowns and four interceptions to Mitchell Trubisky's 591 yards, two TDs and three interceptions. The Bears' defence is great. This is, right now, though, a bit of a coin flip game. I don't know what the Bucks' defence is, but I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky anyway. Well... <laughs> Uh, well, Chris Conte's gone. He's done for the season. Um, 
IR with embarrassment. Exactly. Well done. Ryan Fitzpatrick's... <laughs> yeah, thanks. Ryan Fitzpatrick's really good at getting the ball out quickly. And we've seen that over the last three the games. And it, that's what he'll need to do up against Khalil Mack. So if he could get the ball out quickly, doesn't get hit as much as um, as much as Chicago will want him to be hit, I think the Bucks will win this, but their defense is bad. But they're going up against Mitch Trubisky, who has looked rubbish, regressively rubbish. I'm going to go the Buccaneers, but I actually really like watching the Bears play on defense, especially because Khalil Mack is such a great player. Do you know what, mate? I think you've made a really valid point with the getting the ball out quickly thing. Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and Leonard Floyd. They are the key to that Bears defense. Get it firing, even though they've got some nice pieces in the secondary. I think he, I'm going to take the books. I think they keep rolling with the Fitz magic. Dirk Cutter has been quite uh, cryptic on who's going to play on Sunday. He's not giving anything away yet. He's going to leave it till Sunday. If it's not Fitz magic, it would be a travesty. I. I it has to be Fitzmagic. There's only there is only one option. Ho, 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 he is the only yeah. person who will be playing for them, and I think I think they've been put in the perfect situation here, the Bucks, because if they play this right, there's essentially three outcomes to this situation. They go to the playoffs with Fitzmagic, or they go close to the playoffs with Fitzmagic, and they have a much better season than anyone expected. Right? Win. Jameis Winston comes in for Fitzmagic at an, an organic moment uh, when the, the offense aren't working, when they've lost a silly game. Something there's a you can't say what it's going to be, but when you know, you know. Yeah, comes in at an organic moment, and either this whole thing has given him the kick up the backside he needs, and he goes on to have a great season, or. It doesn't give him the kick up the backside he needs. He's proven to not be the guy they thought they had when they drafted him, and they cut bait. They are in a pretty win-win situation right now, the Bucks, I reckon. I think so. Unless, I'm, I'm unless, taking they the lose, unless they lose against the Bears. I'm taking the Bucaneers. Yep, taking the uh, The last of the six o'clock games, not too many of them this week, sees the Detroit Lions go to the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams are one and two. However, if... The Detroit Lions play like they did last weekend and the Cowboys play like they did against the Seahawks. Where did the read option go? It was so good the previous weekend against the Giants. And then they just didn't use it at all. Prescott didn't use his legs. It was an utter mess against the Seahawks. I am just going to go out on a limb and say I'm taking the Detroit Lions straight away. No messing about. I'm taking the Lions. I really like their receiving trio. Uh, Don't know if you've mentioned that before, mate. Never never mentioned it. Get Galloway. Love him. Kenny Golladay. 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 Not Golladay, Golladay. I don't, li- I don't like the Cowboys fact, so I'm taking the lines. Great. Two Sunday night games. Let's move on. Uh, 9.05, the Cleveland Browns go to the Oakland Raiders. Cleveland uh, with their brand new starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield. The Raiders have been ahead in the second half of every single game this season and not won a single bleeding one of them. Uh, the Browns' defense is one of my favorite units to watch in the NFL right now. I think the Raiders and John Gruden go O and four. The Browns <laughs> go two and one and one. 
we're agreeing an awful lot today. I don't like it. But I don't know whether I've mentioned this. Hashtag I'm, groupthink. <laughs> I don't know whether I've mentioned this, but I really don't like Gruden. This could be new information. What? <laughs> so I am 100% on board the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns bandwagon. Yes, Baker. Yes, Garrett. Yes, Hyde. Yes, Chubby. Let's Chubby. do it. Chubby. Chubby. Let's, let's Callaway. I'm a, come on, the Browns. Let's, <laughs> let's send those Raiders into the abyss. Uh, the Raiders heading into the black hole, both proverbially and literally, because it's in Oakland. Uh, also, at 905, <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks taking on That's Josh Rosen and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, stop it. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so, sorry, did you see anything in Josh Rosen when he came on? Oh, can't we... Can't we uh, use that very small sample size as an accurate bar- barometer of how good he is. Oh, good use of barometer, buddy. How you like uh, the, I would say... Sorry, I just think Josh of Neil Rosen Reynolds whenever is... I hear that song. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Why? It's their, um, it's their highlights package. How you like me now? How you like me now? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just keep finding sound drops I want to use. Um... You asked me about Josh Rosen. I just don't didn't see enough of him. The two minute drill. There was some problems with the from a coaching perspective on that, uh, and he just wasn't given enough time and he wasn't given enough room to succeed. But my biggest problem was at the two minute warning, at mm-hmm. third and two. Sure, David Johnson doesn't come back into the game. Well, didn't you highlight a, a reason why he didn't come back in the game? He didn't come back into the game because the running backs coach was discussing a blitz pickup that he missed on the second down before the two-minute warning. That is unbelievable. You're down two, you're on third and two, and one of the best players in the league is sat on your bench talking about blitz pickups. Absolute rubbish. Completely pathetic. Is that Rob Earnshaw? No, No, it's not. Danny Gavidon. It's Danny Gavidon. What is Gavidon's problem? I don't know. Me and him have got a bit of beef. What's... (laughs) (laughs) I always give him crap whenever we get him on air. What's he pointing to the... Is he asking if you got divorced yet? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> He's pointing to the ring. Yeah, I don't know. That was... Come on, let's get Gavin on in. No, no. Gavin on! He's Daddy! Gone. He's gone, he's gone. <laughs> that was a really bizarre That was very weird. Why was he pointing at his wedding ring and then pointing at you? I don't know. Or his non-wedding ring? I don't know. That was very odd. Uh, but yeah, he should have come back in the game, David Johnson. Ridiculous. I mean, that's just just abysmal all round I'm not expecting a particularly high level of football here <laughs> uh, but I would expect the Seahawks to be able to beat the Cardinals because uh, they are talent poor Arizona and the matchups are quite nice from a Seahawks perspective they don't do a lot well but what they do well will beat what the Cardinals don't do well I think I'm going to take Seattle <laughs> I'm taking Seattle as well after that, <laughs> after that insight <laughs> <laughs> Two games at 9.25. One of them was not worth talking about, so let's talk about the New Orleans Saints going to face the New York Giants in the New Bowl in uh, at MetLife Stadium. Uh, the Saints coming off that shootout victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Drew Brees already over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns and no picks for the season going up against old man Eli. What do you think, Ollie? Um, I quite like this game. I'm hoping it's the Sky game. I haven't found that out yet. Uh, 
I think I, the Saints are such a fun team to watch, aren't they? With I reckon Sky will have picked 49ers Chargers and then changed it after uh, what happened on... This can be the only Sky game. It has to be. Either that or they do Browns Raiders. I'd ha- and I would endorse them doing Browns Raiders. Wouldn't that be a nine oh five start again, though? Yeah, second week in a row. And then we'd just have people whinging about it on Twitter again. Mm. Yeah, I, didn't, I missed the first four snaps of my team's game because the amazing shootout between Atlanta and New Orleans <laughs> went to overtime. Honest people. Get over yourselves. People. You don't like football. If you say things like that. Yeah. 100%. You're a disgrace. Uh, Just Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara. The Saints are great to watch. They're great to watch. And I'm still, I still hold that they're going to get better when you get Mark Ingram in the line. I agree with you. I agree with you because the... He'll be an absolute workhorse for the first two weeks he's in as well because they want to take Alvin Kamara off the field a little bit. So expect him to have like 25 carries a game the first two weeks. I'm going to take the Saints in this, although I quite like the Giants' backfield with Jenkins and Collins and all of that. All but them guys. All them guys. But I, I don't like Eli Manning either. So I, I'm going to take the Saints. Love the Saints. Weird. Michael Thomas, I think, is a, currently the best receiver in the NFL. I love that. I'm all for it. And I, mm. Name me a better. Right now, name me a better receiver in the NFL. I don't think I can. Antonio Brown's not getting the, the production. And he, when he, he does. He looked good on Monday night, better he, on Monday he night. He did look better. Julio Jones doesn't score touchdowns. Odell Beckham is uh, always going to be there or thereabouts, but he is. These are, these are their stat lines so far this year. So Odell Beckham through three games, 24 receptions, two, uh, 271 yards, no touchdowns. Not terrible, pretty good, averaging close to 100 yards a game. Exactly what you want out of your number one receiver. Michael Thomas has 38 receptions for 398 yards and three touchdowns. That is filthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's re- he's re- he is ridiculous, ridiculous. And he, as you say, he doesn't drop any, which is amazing. He's just brilliant, brilliant to watch. His drop rate is absolutely insane over the last years. I think he's had two drops out of something like 150 yeah. targets or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints as well on the road. I know the Giants look much better against the Texans last week and. They were coached well last week. They did the right things yeah. to get back on track, but I'm going to take the Saints. Saquon looked good as well. By the way, it is the uh, it is the Sky game. Do you know what the six o'clock game is on Sky? I'm going to say it's Dolphins Patriots. 100 percent correct. Thank you. Well done. Thought it might be. 49ers go to Los Angeles to face the Chargers, both teams at one and two. The Chargers have started this season on a ridiculously tough run of games, and. When you consider where the rest of the AFC West, other than the Kansas City Chiefs, are, I think they're going to pick up some wins from elsewhere. Their next run of games after this, uh, having had to start the season with the Chiefs and the Rams already, uh, they get to face the 49ers without Jimmy G, the Raiders, the Browns, uh, the Titans, but at home, the Seahawks, then the Raiders again over their next six games. I wouldn't be that stunned to see them win five of the next six even though their special teams is still somehow a mess <laughs> after all this time. You can't convince me that on the road, even though that's not a real road advantage, but without Jimmy G, even with that much improved defence, that the 49ers are going to go and get a win. I just can't see it. Is Breeder going to be okay? Because I know he went out of the game, but he came back in. Yeah, Breeder seems it's questionable on any fancy websites that you see. Sounds like Breeder's going to be fine. Him and Alfred Morris have formed a reasonable partnership in the backfield. I just, uh, 
CJ Bethard had one great throw at the end of that game, but the Chargers defense, even without Joey Bosa, who's now said he's likely to miss until mid-season, until the week eight bye. Yeah, I, 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 the, it's got to be the Chargers. You've got to take the Chargers, surely. I'm taking the Chargers. I, I, Keenan Allen, maybe he, he hasn't quite had the production, has he? As as Michael Thomas, but when Keenan Allen is on, he's a great receiver to watch. Woohoo, Sunday night. I'm really looking forward to this game. That was uh, that was me channeling Chris Cornell singing the old Sunday Night Football theme tune. Woo! Can you do Chris Cornell singing this Sunday Night Football theme? No, because I don't remember how. No, I don't goes. know how it goes because we're always in the studio, like actually doing work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Ravens go to the Steelers. The Ravens at two and one. The Steelers at one and one and one. I heard. Um, Albert Breer talking this week about this idea that the Steelers are an organisation who always have these kind of behind the behind the scenes issues, and they've carried on throughout the years. They've never they've always attracted players who have a certain attitude to them, and he thinks it's benefited them more than it's harmed them over the years. And he thinks if there's one team designed to get over having Antonio Brown go walk about, having Le'Veon Bell traded away, having Big Ben moaning, all of that stuff, it's the Steelers. All I say to him is, when was the last time they went to the Super Bowl? Mm, was it two? They'll, they'll probably get to the playoffs again. They'll probably win a playoff game. They'll probably be fine. 2010-11, we beat them in the Super Bowl. But I can't see them. I think going like the Patriots have dominated them. The Broncos were not the Patriots have dominated them. And going into this game, I like the Ravens. Do you know what? I've just done my predictions and I've picked the Steelers. But I kind of rattled through it. And after you talking to me just then, I think I'm going to change. I like the Ravens. Flacco looked really good last week, but he is the quintessential look good one week, look dreadful the next. Look good one week, look dreadful the next. But what he's got on offense with uh, Buck Allen, Javoris Allen, and um, th- those are t- not two different players, but the same player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alex- not, one of the, not one of these again. <laughs> not Bud and Alvin Dupree. Yeah. Um, Alex Collins, the the receivers are kind of interesting as well, and that defense is brilliant with with old man Suggs and oh, I, I just love the defense as well. I think I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it to the Ravens. Why not? That, the only th- concern for me is the Ravens did give up 34 points in their lone road game, that game at Cincinnati, but it was a Thursday night game, less time to prepare. The other two games, they've surrendered just 17 combined points in two double-digit victories in the two home games. I think we're going to see a closer uh, a closer Ravens defence to what we've seen at home. Uh, I'm concerned their run game isn't picking up a huge amount of yardage, but they're scoring a lot of touchdowns on the ground. Buck Allen with a couple, Alex Collins with a couple uh, as well. So they know how to punch it in when they get to the red zone. And they've been spreading it around that new receiving call really nicely. I This... I don't know. I, I'm going to take the Ravens, but I think this will be a tight but high score. Will it be high score? I don't know. It never is. The AFC North games are no. always really attritional. It could be a 15 to 10 kind of game. And it, I would love it because I love these kind of defensive games. The only reason why it may not be that tight is that the Pittsburgh Steelers defense isn't very good. That's the mm. only reason. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking the Ravens. I'm doing it. 
but going I've taken out on a limb. Yeah. Going out on the limb. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs go to face the Denver Broncos. It's on the road. It's mile high. It's that defense with Von Miller et al. If there's a game for Pat Mahomes to take a step back, it's surely got to be this one, Ollie. But we've almost, we haven't almost been saying that every week, but we've been expecting the drop off from And Mahomes. I'm going to keep saying it. We've been, well, we've been expecting the drop off from Mahomes every week, and it hasn't happened as of yet. I, I just love the Chiefs. I love what they do on offense. They're so exciting to watch. Tyree Kill, maybe Tyree Kill is as good as Michael Thomas. I don't know. But just he's just so fun to watch. And when Patrick Mahomes is putting it through the air and Hill's making great catches, they're just such a great team to watch. So here's the problem. They're barely running the ball. And I think they could do with establishing the run in this game. Yeah, Kareem Hunt hasn't looked great, has Because he? it keeps... Well, he's not not looked great. He's When he's been given the ball, he's looked fine. But he's only getting about 10 to 15 carries a game because they've not needed to. And there's such no rhythm, and therefore his stats, his numbers don't look as great. Okay. The, the Broncos' defence is not bereft of stars. Obviously, Von Miller already four sacks, 14 tackles, two forced fumbles. Bradley Chubb on the other side, already one and a half sacks and eight tackles through three games. And so they look like a good pairing. They get pressure up front, but... Here's the passing stats on the Broncos. So across the last two years when they had Aqib Tlaib and that really strong cornerback group, uh, the uh, opposite quarterbacks were completing 55.4% of passes with a, 90, a 69.7% rating. I'm aware it's only a small sample size so far, but in the opening three games of the season, completion percentage is up 14.1% to 695 and the quarterback rating is up to 102.2 that's a big jump in both statistics i think pat mahomes goes on the road and keeps the winning streak going i'm taking the chiefs on monday night it's a question of chiefs Sports. offense against broncos defense and then Chiefs defense against the Broncos offense. Obviously, that's football. Astute. Um, and, when, <laughs> and when you obviously that's football. And when you, if you did like that's a, number wang. If you did like a a, a graph, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. Beautiful. That rounds up the week four games. Uh, all that's left to do is go to our friends at Red Zone Sports Bet and get the latest action on the weekend. Before we do so, Ollie, any final thoughts? No. Go get tickets for our party post the Jags Eagles game five pounds right now venue right by Wembley it's going to be fantastic it's going to be great cat not wait Uh, big screens red zone me and Ollie there going to be brilliant Uh, otherwise thank you very much for listening this has been the Gridiron Show let's head to red zone Warren joins us now from redzonesports.bet Warren how are we doing sir not uh, not bad at all, thanks. Well, you having a good uh, good day? Yeah, uh, Ryder Cup action's fully in swing. Thoroughly enjoying myself watching that uh, and listening to it on uh, Talksport Two. And then, uh, yeah, I, uh, last night was a cracking night of Thursday night football. So you'll hear genuinely no complaints from me. Uh, apparently, defense doesn't exist in the NFL anymore. Um, so I'll just tell you now: I'm taking the over in all of the games this weekend. Well, funny enough. Uh Two of my selections, you know, we're doing the TV games, are, are for overs as well. So uh, you and I must be thinking the same thing. Simpatico. It's always good to know. Let's start off with the uh, Dolphins at Pats then on Sunday evening. Six o'clock kickoff and there's kind of a little bit of a hitch to swing towards the Dolphins on this one. 
Yeah, the line's six and a half, so a New England is six and a half point favourite, and it's an over-under of 48. Now, you know, Josh Gordon's going to make his debut, which should, I mean, I still think he's going to be a bit of a decoy, but it should help free up Gronkowski. Uh, and I like the New England offence to sort of bounce back from their loss to Detroit. Um, and, you know, Dolphins have lost William Haynes and Andre Branch on the defensive line. So, yeah, I think I think the New England offence is going to be able to do something here. And I also think Tannehill for the, for the Dolphins has been playing quietly well. And I think he's going to be able to find some mismatches on the Patriots' defence and exploit them too. Um, the line opened at 47.5. I think it's gone up to 48, as I said now. Um, but I still like the, the point to go over that. So that would be my bet for this game. Yeah, you and I, again, simpatico on this. I think the, the lack of speed on the Patriots' defence, it means that the, uh, the, the Dolphins' offence are going to be able to, to get something going. Uh, in the evening, we've then got Saints-Giants in the 9.25 game, uh, live on Sky with uh, regular updates on TalkSport as well. Uh, Giants, bit of a bounce back last week against the Texans, but they're facing yeah, a well, big firepower. Yeah, yeah, big firepower. I think the Saints are playing their second row game and, and, and they're coming off an intense divisional overtime win. Um, they've got a good run defence for the Saints, but their their pass defence is, is I, I would lose an, use an expletive, but I won't, uh, a, <laughs> poor, a poor pass defence, which, and I say this with a sense of trepidation, plays into Eli Manning's hands. There's a lack of pass rush and pressure from the Saints defensive line uh, and coupled with poor coverage in the backfield, that should set up nicely for Odell Buckham Jr. and Sterling Shepard, and I think they'll have a good day. On the other side, the Giants don't have a good matchup against the Saints' offense either. You know, Breeze is playing at a phenomenally high level. Kamara, Michael, Thomas—they're unstoppable right now, aren't they? So the Giants' Giants linebackers are poor, and that's going to play right into Drew Breeze' hands. And I, I trust Drew Breeze' hands. Uh, the over is 51 to go over 51 or under 51. I'd be going over 51 at 10 to 11 on that. Um- Ravens at Steelers on Sunday Night Football. That one live with me and Ollie on Talk Sport. Uh, this is I, I've picked the Steelers in both my Red Zone and my Gridiron Picks games. And uh, when I tweeted out my picks, this is the one I easily got the most stick for. People think I'm mad that I think that the Steelers are going to beat this quite stout Ravens team. What are you guys feeling? Well, I think if Baltimore had Jimmy Smith playing, then I think Baltimore win easily because he's constantly constantly, consistently been able to shut down Antonio Brown whenever these teams match up. However, he's suspended, which means Brown's probably going to be matched up with Humphrey, which is going to leave Smith-Schuster you know, with a very favourable matchup. So I expect Pittsburgh to be able to move the ball. won't be as easy as it was against Tampa, but I think they'll be able to move the ball and score some points. Baltimore are playing as well as anyone right now and should be able to score on this Pittsburgh defence. Their receivers and tight ends get used a lot by Slacker, and I think that's, that's where Pittsburgh struggle defensively. So I'm going to give... The, the slight edge to Baltimore, and you can back Baltimore plus three points. It's fifty-fifty-three on in fractional. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd be going for uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, on that bet definitely with the uh, with the points. With the points is nice because these games are traditionally very very tight games. So uh, you know one point two point three point type games. So yeah, I'd, I'd be tempted to take them with the points, even though I quite like the Steelers outright. And then finally. The Kansas City Chiefs go to the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. Can Von Miller et al. stop the juggernaut? No. That's my... That's, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that this Kansas City offense is not going to be stopped anytime soon. It, it's, it's so well designed and, and they're yet to play a defense disciplined enough to limit them. And, you know, forget the Super Bowl winning 
Broncos defence from a few years ago. This defence is very mediocre at best. And I expect another fast start from Mahomes. Uh, the Kansas City defence themselves is horrible, but Mahomes and, and the offence putting up such big numbers in the first half and building huge leads that actually the opposition offence is, is having to become one-dimensional to try, and, to try and get back in the game, which allows the Chiefs to blitz and get after the quarterback. Um, so I, 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 I don't see Denver either being able to live with the offence or Case Keenum is uh, not the sort of quarterback to sort of bring you back from... Uh, from being a, a huge deficit behind, notwithstanding the amazing miracle in uh, Minnesota last uh, year in the playoffs against the, uh, against the Saints, but you know it's. I, I think this will be Kansas City home and hosed by the end of the first half. Now, if you like any of those bets for this weekend, for new customers to redzonesports.bet this weekend, if you get your bet on before Sunday night, they will match your first bet with a free bet worth up to £50. That's a a deal for new customers. Uh, The terms and conditions at redzonesports.bet It is obviously for over-18s only. Please do gamble responsibly. Uh, Warren, cracking stuff. Can I add add into that, Will? Yeah, of course you can. On the the T's and C's of that, You've got to have a bet that settles before 1 a.m. on uh, Monday morning. So if you can, you come on, new customer, you pick any, any stake up to 50. There's a special offer code you have to use. Um, it's on the site. Use the offer code. And as long as the bet settles, but you, what you can't do is have the bet for the week after, if you know what I mean. So just like to clarify that one. No, that's great. So for the 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock games, that's what you're, you're targeting yeah. on those ones. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Perfect. Great stuff, Warren. Really appreciate your time. Great work. As always, Warren joining us from redzonesports.bet. And I I repeat again, please do gamble responsibly.